0: Someone just called for mom. Let's see if I'm quiet enough. If they'll find us. Can I get water? Of course you can. But I need help. Sorry for that. I don't know what that was. I'll go get it in a minute. I think you might hear my dog barking. It just changes everything. Oh, and we didn't yeah. put it on silent. Sorry about it's okay. That <laughs> you could do it as blueberries. For real? I need you to close the door. And <laughs> yeah, yep, that's, that's that's our life. Oh, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. here we are we are here we are here wherever
1: you go there you are
0: (laughs) and that goes along with our theme of living authentically it does wherever you go there you are There you are can't escape it can't (laughs) okay i am lauren kelly i am gillian nicole and this is for For grits Grits and and Giggles. giggles oh that feels good. We haven't done that in a while. We
1: haven't. It's been way too long.
0: I know. Things have been a little crazy. Just a little. <laughs> Do you want to update our listeners about what's been going on in the life of the Asparzas? Yeah, we've got so much.
1: Um, Violet went to her annual oncology visit, mm-hmm. and um, they check her blood, obviously, at that visit, and they called and said that um, oncology-wise, she looked okay, but for some reason her liver enzymes were off, Yeah, and we were talking like uh, a liver enzyme that's not supposed to be above 20, and it was up around, I think at that time, 1,200. Wow. So we knew something was going on, but we didn't know what. Um, she had a lot more labs, and they referred us to GI, because that's who does liver stuff, Um, So together between the gastroenterologist, is that how you say that? Sounds right. (laughs) And the uh, oncology clinic, they looked at her labs and tried to figure out what was going on. And in that time, she ended up catching some normal virus, and that put us in the hospital. Um, They just wanted to make sure that... The fevers weren't from... The liver, right. or something like that, yeah. Right, or that it just pushed her body into overdrive. Yeah. So we were there for a little while. They debated whether to do a liver biopsy or not. They, um, she seemed to get better, so they decided not to do it at that time. We went home, and she ended up getting uh, more symptoms. She had some jaundice, and she was just not feeling well, and had stomach pain. So, we went back to the hospital and they did do the biopsy. And we were there for a few days. And then um, the biopsy took a while. Mm. Um, they sent parts to different um, specialty places. Um, one went to make sure that it wasn't any type of liver cancer, one went to check on her, um, like, damage to the liver. So, once the report came back, it came back as abnormal, but they didn't have a diagnosis. <laughs> so there we <sighs> sat. Uh-huh. We were all really hoping that it was just some weird virus yeah. and that maybe once she got, you know, over that, that she would peak and start coming, her levels would start coming back down. But they just have not. So, um, we were waiting for a while and then she ended up getting another virus that went around the school that just knocked everybody out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and we were able to stay home for a while and then she started spiking fevers. She had one that was 105.6. That's six. so scary. I know, especially since she had a seizure when she had fevers before. Yeah. So, um, we just were not, she had a that cough that she kept vomiting when she coughed so we weren't able to get her to keep any medicine down and even giving medicine alone had to be limited because of her liver functions so we didn't know how much she was getting because she would throw up maybe 30 yeah. minutes later Ugh. so we ended up going back to the hospital and they were able to uh, get her admitted at 3 in the morning and um, the IV fluids helped a ton. Yeah. And they were able to, um, once they got her nausea and cough under control, she was able to keep meds down. So, we were there, I think, maybe two or three days. Yeah.
0: Back and forth those. That was like your third stay? That was a third stay. In how many weeks time? In, I think, less than a month. Oh, Maybe six
1: weeks. How helpless you must have felt. Yeah. And, you know, that feeling of Everybody was trying to reassure us that it wasn't a relapse, but obviously... It's so triggering for you, knowing
0: what the symptoms were when she first was sick. Right.
1: And they were all very, very similar. Yeah. So we uh, ended up leaving the hospital and going home. I think it was Labor Day, maybe. Um, And she just took it easy for for a week or so, and she was able to go back to school this week. Mm Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, they um, they had sent her case to Cincinnati Children's because they are one of the leading uh, liver damage specialists, Right, and um, they were stumped as well, <laughs> so that's
0: always comforting. Um, but they, Even if the answers are bad, I feel like sometimes just right. having answers helps so much. Right, exactly. That unknown is so hard.
1: It's so hard because we don't know, you know, are we going to be harming her further? Like giving Tylenol or, you know, yeah. what what do we do with this little munchkin? So um, the doctors got together and they somehow RGI really believes that he ruled out liver damage. And betw- between him and Cincinnati, Cincinnati said it was either damage to the liver or an autoimmune issue.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, and so they collectively think that it is some weird autoimmune yeah um, disease and so
0: now they're treating it like that but mm -hmm. you haven't had any follow-ups yet yet. because there's they started her on steroids yeah lots of steroids (laughs) Uh (laughs) so that's fun
1: and because she gets acid reflux on steroids she's on an acid blocker oh sweet girl yeah
0: so um, so next week you go to get labs and uh-huh. see if there's any change. And if there is, then we know it's autoimmune and right. that this is working. But yes. if it, if there is no change, then what? I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate that feeling. Yeah. I hate it.
1: Um, I know that we did um, we did go back to the fact that we need to go to um, uh, rheumatology. And I think they have another special Yeah, endocrinology name. maybe? Yes, because... My thought all along in this was that she was having um, pain even after she was done with treatment and, you know, she still wasn't walking. So I had taken her to rheumatology to see if maybe she had arthritis. And so the doctor was saying, you know, it's really weird that she hasn't ever had any history of, you know, autoimmune or arthritic type of thing. And I said, well, actually, that was my first thought. And then in that same time frame, we had her um, seen by an, another neurologist and um, uh, two different neurologists, and they realized that she had cerebral palsy and neuropathy. Yeah. So we chalked it all up to that, but it might have been be more... something going on the whole time. Man. And,
0: mm-hmm. and, and all of this is due to side effects from treatment. Most likely pushed yeah.
1: her into, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: That's, I, I think that's what a lot of people don't think about is that I saw this this picture today and I thought it was very powerful and it said when the hair grows back it doesn't mean it's over Mm -hmm. I think you posted it maybe um and I I just thought that was so true because like yes okay maybe the cancer's gone but there's still lifelong side effects and it's like 95 percent of kids who go through treatment have some sort of life-threatening side effect in their lifetime and it's uh, it's so frustrating, and like you said, it it's so you feel so powerless. Mm-hmm. You feel yep. so powerless, but you know that today she's feeling good, yeah, and she she's at went school. Back
1: to school this week, and she she loves school. She yeah. loves her routine. She loves getting up and getting ready. So she's it's living in the now. Yeah, it's uh-huh. hard for us, but yep, exactly. They're so
0: good at it. Yeah, and all the while, all of this is happening in August. Mm-hmm. Also, your dog. Yes.
1: <laughs> our little Jackson with the four teeth and the tongue hanging out. He was like 900 in dog years. <laughs> and we we um, adopted him as an old man. Yeah. So, and that was when Violet was trying to learn how to walk.
0: Yeah. So this is years and years ago. Yeah.
1: We got him to be kind of her little support animal because she was home so much and our big giant white... Uh, boxer pearl was obviously not able to to walk (laughs) but we had noticed that if violet um had a dog leash she would attempt to walk on her own Mm. so we went up and found little jackson and um i think that he was maybe eight at the time so five years later um we ended up having to put him down and that was just it was such a huge I don't I don't know what you would even say milestone that's the wrong word but yeah. he had been there through all of her stuff and he knew exactly when to comfort her yeah. and it just it was a huge it's loss. like a
0: chapter being closed mm-hmm. and it's a reminder that you know she went through what she did and now he's right. not here to continue right. to comfort her and that's hard that's it's so hard. really
1: hard and he was such a sweet dog he was just happy to wake up every morning so it was really hard for the kids to visually see that he was in pain because he put on such a good little face and he was always happy so that part was really hard because we were at the emergency vet and you know two out of the four were saying you know don't kill him and (laughs) you know we're trying to explain it's not killing him yeah it's hurting yeah and So as much as I was hesitant to take them in with us, we had given them the option of, you know, staying in the car with dad and watching a movie or staying in the waiting room, but Mm -hmm. they all chose to stay. And the instant they gave him, you know, they gave him something to just relax first. Yeah. The instant they did, they had also um, previously examined him, obviously, and he winced and was in pain for the real first time yeah. that the kids could really, really saw like, oh no, he's scared and he's in pain. Yeah. So um, they gave him something to relax. And as soon as they did that, he just, you could see that he relaxed yeah. and the kids saw, oh, oh, he feels better. You yeah. Know? Like this is the right thing. Right. So he just went to sleep with all of his people around him and we got to bring him home, and I thought that that was going to be traumatizing for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, it's always like, oh, geez, what do we do here? But um, they wanted to bury him, and um, we got home, and I'm like, okay, go in the house. Go, you know, start getting ready for bed. And they're like, well, what are you going to do with him? like, I don't know. I'm not sure. And Louise is saying, well, we could put him in the garage. You know, <laughs> he's in this little cardboard box with flowers on top. Hmm. And the kids all said, well, I mean, could he just be in the house until tomorrow when we bury him? Oh, my gosh. So the most heart-wrenching and lovely thing was that Grayson put his little hand up on the cardboard box and said, you served us well, Jack-Jack. You rest now. And it was just so, so sweet and somehow natural. Yeah, I think
0: that that's such a healthy, I mean, as hard and as traumatizing as it could potentially be. I think that is a good lesson for all humans because we we had an episode where we talked about how we used to deal with death as a society. But now we hide it so much. And so we're not prepared for it. And you're kind of living like in the Victorian era where they've had their people in their house for a few days before Mm -hmm. they're buried and they get to say their goodbyes and they get to, you know, honor them in that way. And that's, that's really beautiful. And obviously your kids really responded to that.
1: Yeah. And I feel like they still miss him, but instead of weeping for weeks at a time, they'll, Re- they you know come up with the happy remember when Jackson did that I wish he could still be here right now versus that yeah just you know, the un- empty yes yeah like
0: I know I'm sad I don't know why kind right of. right Oh, man. And well, it's just been a crazy month for you. It really Month has. and a half, really. It really
1: has. Yeah, so... <laughs>
0: and then you made it down here somehow. I did.
1: <laughs> I'm really happy. Well, you know, me
0: too. We haven't seen each other in about a month and a half, yeah. I think. Yeah. And I've missed you so much, but I didn't want to put Ew. any pressure on you because I know... We both are so familiar with that feeling of powerlessness and yeah. going I have no idea if I can commit to next mm-hmm. week because I might be back in the hospital and right. like that's so overwhelming and it must have been so like mind messing was, up. I don't yeah. want to say Yeah, it was <laughs> say the other very word. Very weird. But
1: yeah. Man. Um just those little triggers and
0: it probably would have been easier just to stay in bed today like you were telling me earlier. Right.
1: Like the that's that is the that whole like okay is is this the right thing that I go and do something you know for myself that's Mm -hmm. just mine and not you know a mom thing or do I stay around the house on the one day that nobody's around so I could you know clean or do laundry or all the things yeah but I really have I really feel strongly that this has helped me be a better mom same. and a
0: better wife and a better friend same so i know we were reflecting earlier uh next month will be our 1 year anniversary of doing this podcast yes. and i think we both have healed so much and have grown so much since mm-hmm. last year and we've come so far yeah and i think it's a really interesting time to reflect cuz i've listened back at some of our first couple of episodes and We both were in a pretty bad way when we started and not to say we're all better now because I mean like you've had the month from hell and Mm -hmm. I'm still grieving terribly and there's still a lot of things we're both working through but I think this itself has has propelled such healing for both of us and just being able to talk about it and to talk to other people and learn from what they do and sharing this with our friends in our community I think has just done wonders for both of us I think so too and as crazy as life gets the fact that we can still make time to do it I think is important Mm -hmm. as as easy as it would be to just say okay I think we're done yeah push it off to next week or you know next week becomes never Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. and again i mean i think we set out from the beginning to say like we're moms and we're not it might not be regular and it might not be you know like every other podcast you listen to because we do have medically (laughs) fragile children or children who are grieving and so life kind of gets in the way Mm -hmm. and and going going to each other and saying that's okay i think is really freeing and knowing that if there is a time we need to take a hiatus or there is a time where we both go okay it served its purpose and now Mm -hmm. we're moving on I think if we ever came to that point which I hope we don't but if we ever did we both would be okay yeah because we went this is this did what it was supposed to do right you know exactly and I'm seeing that happening even now like it's done so much for both of us yeah
1: yeah I feel like I I don't know if I could have gotten it gotten through the last six weeks without some of the skills that I've learned and Mm -hmm. absorbed and it's just it's amazing the difference of hospital stays then and hospital stays
0: now yeah and I think just talking about it Mm -hmm. is is something that's so helpful and that's why we encourage all of our listeners to be open and vulnerable and share and and talk to other people who know what you're going through because it is just the conversations alone right Sorting through how you feel about it and analyzing why you respond in certain ways is just so helpful in learning new coping mechanisms. Right.
1: I think what I was missing a lot before was being able to process. Yeah. I I was never able to sit down and process what we had just been through with Mm -hmm, Violet mm -hmm. because we were already going and cleaning up, you know, the other three kids yes you know like rescuing them from feeling you know awful and abandoned or all
0: the guilt that goes through our minds of things we need to do yeah I know Um, I remember especially this last year how many times I said gosh I wish life could just stop for a minute mm -hmm. so we could process losing our daughter right but life wouldn't stop and I had to deal with teenagers and I have to deal with school stuff and homework and laundry and cooking and all the things that already overwhelm a a parent right and it just there was never a moment that we could just breathe and go I I need to take the space Mm -hmm. to figure myself out and figure my brain out and figure out why I feel the way I feel and and I think this has kind of acted as that space Mm -hmm. you know and And it's been really beautiful. So I'm thankful. And I can't believe it's already been almost a year. Next month. I know. And speaking of, now we're entering fall. Right. So what were we talking about today? Fall makes me happy. Yeah. Yes, we were. It does. But we've (laughs) kind of of done this thing with our podcast where like every season we've kind of tried to shift gears a little bit, uh-huh. and I like how that's been happening. So I do, too. We kind of you decided, know I thrive on a theme. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. I
1: really do. And we
0: sat down and we, we said, okay, what are we going to talk about today? Yeah. And then you were like, well... We're coming into fall why don't we do another theme yes (laughs) so for the fall season what are we i love our theme of living authentically living authentically because
1: that was one of the things that i was really adamant about in my mind for this podcast that i didn't want to just tell people what to do or Mm -hmm. you know there's so many times that i i get told you know how can you put your makeup on and still drop your kids off you know things like that but everyone has to know that we're all doing what we're doing to get by yes. for that day yes and,
0: and just because you put on makeup right doesn't mean you're doing any better than the person next to you because right. the person next to you they might not be able to put on makeup but they're able to get to the gym once a week yeah you know or, or they've they have done their laundry or have done their laundry right. yes they have it's different all give and take yeah <laughs> they have all different coping mechanisms and i think right. accepting that we're all individuals mm-hmm. and we all have our different strengths and our different passions and it's always going to look differently how we choose to find our way through this life right as human beings yes but i think I think especially in in American society we think that there's one Mm -hmm. one way and like all the self-help books it's very similar Mm -hmm. but I think living authentically and going this is who I am and putting red lipstick on does this thing for me Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna do it yes you know and I think that that's or dressing in vintage clothes like we like to do or somebody else who's like a gym rat or somebody else who loves to paint or Mm -hmm. loves to organize I have friends that are like exceptional organizers mm-hmm. in their home and they love labeling things and bins and and like that's what gives them peace of mind and right. I love that I that's not my strength I so here's the <laughs> thing I love to get
1: to that point same but I'm also a hoarder so I have to go through 27 <laughs> piles of junk to get to the the organi- yes. organization same yeah, yeah. So, oh, I'm not a, I'm not a hoarder like you are though <laughs> I am I'm just
0: it's it's a I'm thing. borderline maybe okay I like to save things but I love getting to that point, too. I struggle with just keeping getting it there. there. Okay, keeping yes, it there absolutely. Because mm-hmm. of the kids and life and, right, you know. Right. But, like, I remember... Oh, that's your phone? Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> that's okay. Is it time to pick up kids? Is that what... No, it's a conference for
0: tomorrow. Oh. Phew. Gave me a little <laughs> heart attack there. Um, I remember, like, organizing our, our craft closet, mm-hmm. and it felt so good, yes. you know. But keeping it there, yes. so that's my struggle. I, so I go, okay, that's all right. My strength is in other things with my kids or whatever and that's okay Mm -hmm. even though i don't believe that half the time half the time i'm feeling guilty or not good enough right yep but i think this is going to be a good series a good season to talk about why it's okay to live life the way that you live life Mm -hmm.
1: and i am always reminded you know like i said i don't want to just say things and not do them myself and one of the things yes. that I'm constantly reminded is, um, our, our I moms so hard ladies that we love so much and talk about all the time? We're mm-hmm. not obsessed or anything. No, never. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, when they were talking about, you know, would you say those things, the, all those bad internal thoughts about yourself? Would you say that? to me would you say that about me and no never yeah you know so why would you say it to yourself yeah i know i remember that video it made me cry so much we should share that on the website
0: or on on our facebook page when we release this episode for sure but yeah i agree i think especially over the last year all the things we've talked about in the podcast just the self-care stuff even though we hate that buzzword right um you know the coping mechanisms giving yourself space all those things we we've been able to talk about in theory and I think we've been able to implement some of the time but then other times we just can't and yeah I don't I don't like that feeling when we we know what some of the solutions are but implementing them is really Mm -hmm. hard yeah and we don't want people to be listening and saying oh they've got it all figured out because we don't
1: no I have been so humbled by the fact that my little school community you know we started there after Violet's treatment so they haven't really seen us in hospital mode, and they have been so sweet. They've really? just, I mean, it's gotten to the point where our not just our school family, but our community, and um, they've come around and just mopped our floor or organized wow. my classroom. Or, you know, I'll get a text that says, I'm going to the store right now. What do you need? Wow. And I've been able to just reply from the hospital. I'm sure that at some point we're going to need toilet paper. Yeah. And I know we need paper towels. And the kids are probably out of apples and salami. Yeah. And my friend just replies with,
0: got it. I'll drop it off. You know. I wish that it wasn't just in crisis mode that I we know. did that yeah i think that's so beautiful so wonderful and i think that's the way we should live life all the yeah. time because being a parent is so hard and so time consuming right it'd be so amazing if your neighbor was like hey i'm at the store do right. you need know anything while i'm here right like, oh man yeah
1: man I maybe know. we need to try to do
0: that. We, I think We'll start so. a trend. Yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah, right. I can barely like go I grocery know. shopping myself. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I have all these lofty ideas. Right. <laughs> about the way life should be lived, but actually doing it is really hard.
1: Well, I Sorry. feel like little things that maybe we don't think about. Like when you say that, I'm reminded that, you know, we... Give all of our neighbors fresh eggs, and you know, yes. I forgot you your eggs. Sorry, I um, know I
0: was hoping for those. Is, today. I know I have
1: <laughs> so many too. I will bring them. Next That's okay. Week. That's okay. Um, but to, you know, little things that that maybe we don't even think we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, just yeah. when we think of it.
0: I had a neighbor. Was it my neighbor? I don't know. I or maybe it was a story I heard. My memory is I know. so messed up. But I, I heard this thing, or it was part of my life, one or the other, that every time a person um, mowed their front lawn, they just went ahead and did their yes. neighbor's front lawn. And it's yeah. like, that's so cool. It is. It's so cool. Like anyway.
1: paying for the person in front of you, or behind you. That's something I, I do. I do that, too. Okay. I love that. That's one thing I can do. And that's
0: huge, because yeah. it
1: just makes... You know, it yeah. makes
0: a, the, even the employees get excited they when do. you do that. I know. <laughs> and it always makes me think of that song from High School Musical. Um, we're all in this together, right? Yes. Isn't that the, from High School Musical? I, I don't know. I so. But, I don't know. Ask Luis. He's into those. <laughs> he really is. But it's so true. I feel like yeah. those small acts of kindness is going, all right, we're in this together. Yep. You know, yeah. I'm going to pay for you today. Like, yeah. And that is one thing I've been able to do, which makes me feel good you yeah. know not to like toot my own horn because I no. suck at a million other things but, no, but it's... I just feel good that I was finally able to do something that I've always said is a really good thing to do right you know because you're so always hard.
1: complimenting people like oh. it is those little things that yeah. I think we we don't see it when we give it yeah but it's just so nice to to give and receive mm-hmm. and I know how busy everyone is it's just it's it's a rat race. I know. It really is. I know.
0: But ah, well.
1: Blessed to have. Living authentically yes.
0: and doing the things we say we should do for mm-hmm. a healthier, wonderful life, I think, is what we want to work on for yep. fall. Mm-hmm. And fall is just a really fun time. It really is. I know. Again, you're a sucker for themes, like I'm we said. such a sucker for themes. Why, why don't we talk about a little, like, what are some of our favorite things about fall? Yeah. Because I know, like, we want to live authentically, blah, blah, uh-huh. blah. But, Also, we want to enjoy fall, right? So, what are some of your favorite?
1: I've already started switching my front porch from summer to fall. Really, mums? It's all about the mums. The little cute one dollar. You know, they look like daisies, little chrysanthemums. We're actually able to keep them alive at this house. Usually, they just die off when if we try to plant them. But I actually have some from last year that are blooming and happy. Do
0: you have any pictures? Um, I think I do. Maybe we'll post those too if yeah. uh, if we have the picture.
1: Yes. <laughs> so I've just been doing little things like that. Yeah.
0: Switching out your decor in your uh-huh. house. Yeah. That always leaves. makes
1: me feel better. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah.
0: yeah. I I used to love switching out decor, mm-hmm. Um, but I think I got to the point where I was like, okay, this doesn't matter, and it's just making... Right. Like, yes, it makes me happy when it's out, but then Uh putting it away and organizing it after and switching it out, all of that stuff was giving me stress. So I just went, all right, maybe one day, but right now is not the time. Right. But I do love like false scents in my house. Uh I love, I love like Halloween. Halloween's one of my favorite times of the year. I think we talked about this last year on some of our podcasts that, uh, we serve hot chocolate from our garage. Yes, yes, yeah, and that's just one of my favorite things to do. So I love that. I, I am not a pumpkin spice person. No, I'm a pumpkin bread person. Yes, I love pumpkin bread. I
1: like it. I like real pumpkin. Yes. and real spice.
0: Yes, but pumpkin spice, I cannot handle it. And <sighs> I don't know why this is not a thing. But apple cider, right? That like that's yeah. that flavor for fall needs to be more out there. We yeah. need to, we need to get excited for apple cider because that's I, my flavor.
1: I put apple cider in a, in a big glass jar with a red lid on my counter. Oh, just like three days ago.
0: Oh, the I little, love it. Little
1: packets of apple, uh, apple cider. Yeah. The mulling make, spices. Yes, I know uh-huh. I have a bunch
0: in my fridge or my, my pantry. So I'm yes. so excited to go get some apple cider, but yeah. I, that is my all time favorite fall Flavor, scent, okay. whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it can be in, I will yes. be happy. Okay. Or a okay. candle, like if it's an apple cider yes. candle. Yeah. And one time, um, I have a friend in Minnesota whose family owns an apple orchard, yeah. and they sent me a bunch of apples from their orchard, oh. and it was like, this just this is my favorite thing.
1: That's what we do, um, every year mm-hmm. around this time, we go up to Avila Barn. It's oh. On the way into Avila Beach. Yeah and we get apples they have hayrides they have apples they have, rides, they have, apples, they have <gasps> pumpkins i'm smelling animals a field trip. yes I you think would we love it they it. have an ice cream shop it's so fun i want it's really to do fun it. yes. okay so we have for grits and giggles
0: field trip, field trip. to avila barn yes
1: and if you go up around the corner it's sea canyon s-e-a mm-hmm. and they have apple orchards up there and the apples are like nothing i've ever tasted Mm. you go up that canyon and it's like you're in the midwest it's not like you're in oh i can't wait oh i can't wait are we gonna make this plan
0: yes asap we have to do that
1: (laughs) i know it's so fun
0: Oh, so what about you? What are your favorite flavors? I assume apple cider, also.
1: Uh, yes, uh huh. And you're
0: not a pumpkin spice. I
1: want person. to love pumpkin spice so bad. I was just, I just got my hair done, and I was telling the which lady, it looks great by the way. Thank you. <laughs> and yours is wonderful. It's all growing Thank out. Thank you. I know it's, it's so long. So I can't cute. believe that. <laughs> it's really cute. Um, so I was telling the hair girl that I always, every season, do the I'm gonna try a pumpkin spice latte. And I'm going to cut my bangs because bangs equals fall to me. I have (laughs) no idea why. So I I have resisted the urge to cut my bangs the last two years, I think. Especially since I've gone short. But I think... I think last year was the first time that I didn't try a pumpkin spice latte mm. I I want to like it yeah. I want to be one of those people that's like oh pumpkin spice yes. is here yeah. Yes. <laughs> and Louise has constantly said why do you do this to yourself like yeah. why yeah and and also well like what is so bad about it to you and to me it's like going to Michael's and licking the scented candles <laughs> that's exactly what it's like yeah those like or like the pine cones that are scented yes, too. oh yeah yeah I don't know why <laughs> I'm just weird but yeah um one of the other things that we do is so we go to probably three pumpkin patches like <laughs> I just love the pumpkin patch and it's ridiculous because I try to dress in vintagey fall clothing which are always like polyester and it's
0: 90 degrees I know. it's not like beautiful <laughs> fall weather out here i want to
1: wear boots and scarves and things and it's like yeah it's the warmest that it gets up there yeah so um one of the fun things that we've been doing is going and looking for like the um uh, not heritage heirloom uh, gourds yes. and pumpkins and things oh that's the cool last couple years and um Luis doesn't particularly love these outings, but he does love what I have allowed him to do after the season Mm -hmm. is over, which is he takes all the pumpkins, all the gourds, all the things, and he um, throws them in the air and hits them with baseball bats in the backyard. (gasps) Oh my
0: gosh. (laughs) I know. The kids must love that. They
1: love it. It's so great. The guts go flying. And so because of that, this spring, all of the pumpkins and gourds popped up in the yard all over the place oh my gosh yeah it would have been great except we have two boxer puppies that just decimated everything oh my gosh they brought huge vines full of gourds like oh, baby like gourds big gourd. to the back door like look oh. what we found so
0: you could have had a nice little pumpkin yes, patch of your we own could have. <laughs> it would have been
1: my dream come true
0: maybe you should Maybe he should do it over your little gated garden this yes. year. So then next year. Right. You have protected exactly. gourd and pumpkin vines. Yeah. How fun would that be? I know. I know. And then we can yeah. come take pictures in your pumpkin patch. Exactly. <laughs> That's so fun though. I See, I've wanted to like build traditions and stuff with the kids. But, you know, so much of childhood cancer, like it robbed yeah. like our childhood years. Yeah. yeah. And, we haven't really had the opportunity to create a lot of traditions because first we were, like, having baby after baby after baby. Mm -hmm. So that was really hard. And then Hazel got sick when Jonah was, you know, only five months old. And so there's never really been an opportunity for us to, like, oh, yeah, every year we go to the pumpkin patch or we go do this. And I love the pumpkin patch, and the kids do too. So I'm hoping we can try to build some traditions. But it's it's hard to wrap my mind around it now because – It'll feel so different without Hazel, and so like I'm kind of scared to build yeah. traditions. So I'm like, okay, I can stick with the hot chocolate for mm-hmm. Halloween, um, and and we can go the pumpkin patch, but it's not gonna be like the yeah. same, yeah. you know. So I don't know, I, but I always feel guilty that we don't have more traditions. I know with I all the too. holidays, but I think every mom, yeah, <laughs> probably does, you know. Yeah, but I I also go well. My kids are loved. Yes, who cares if we don't have a tradition with fall like. Right. be fine they're I not know, gonna like go to therapy because the they didn't go to the pumpkin they're patch probably gonna,
1: with me they're gonna go to therapy because they went to the pumpkin <laughs> patch like, mom is nuts she's lost her mind she's got our entire college savings worth of gourds in the back of the car can we go home now please oh, i love it yeah. i love it
0: they're gonna sit on a couch one day and be like if i never see a gourd again i right. will be the happiest person they're alive gonna be triggered
1: <laughs> yes. by gourds. Yes. <laughs> they're not gonna be able to leave their dorm no. during the fall season <laughs>
0: Oh, I hate being a mom oh, sometimes because the pressure of like so lifelong much. consequences, right. like every decision we make could potentially ruin our children for life. And that's so, that's so much. It's so much. Oh, but I also love it. I know. I also I love know. it because then there's also really good moments where you go, hey, I just made a good human and yes, that's awesome. <laughs> exactly.
1: When they do something kind or just like
0: genuine, yeah. it's like,
1: oh, okay,
0: there I you know. are. There. All right. <laughs> yeah. Let I did that. Yeah. Or sometimes I see the kind, genuine thing, and I go, "That was in spite of me." Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're just a good human at heart, and I, I had nothing to do with it. Right. So.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, well, one of the things Violet said the other day was so cute. Um, do you remember when I took him down and we went to Venice? And mm-hmm. you know, I thought the big part would be all the places we went, or mm-hmm. you know, we went to the candy store but what she remembers most is that we watched the sunset on Venice beach. Aww. I know. Like Man. it is it's those little things Kids. that you know we just were sitting there to wait out traffic but <laughs> yeah. that was her you know lifelong
0: oh, memory from she's that so hopefully. special. I uh, mean all of all, all children they just have this thing. Yeah. We learn so much from them. I mean, we've said that so many times. Yeah. It's but true. Speaking of children the other yeah. fall thing is childhood cancer awareness month september is go gold month Mm -hmm. and it's where we recognize all of the fight that kids put in against this insidious disease and we were both talking about this earlier where usually we're both really good about posting stuff and Mm -hmm. and raising awareness but this year for some reason it's been just a little bit harder for Mm -hmm. us and and um but then we also said, well, we're we're raising awareness the other 11 months of the year. So I right. think we're okay. Like, yeah. we don't need to feel guilty. Yeah. But we did want to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was your idea? Because I thought it was really beautiful.
1: So I thought that we could do a book drive. Yeah. Because I think that the, um you know, the little common theme we keep seeing is... There's always a book. Yeah. There's always a book around, whether it's a coloring book or, yeah. you know. And we both love reading book. so much. So much. Yeah. Yeah. So we thought that we would put together a little book drive mm-hmm. and um, tell us about CHLA's yeah. uh,
0: book system. Yeah. So any, wherever you're listening, like you can just donate books to any local yes. hospital. It doesn't even have to be a children's hospital. Mm-hmm. They always are requiring them. But. What was really special out here in Los Angeles was at the Children's Hospital there, they have this program that's uh, they have a little library, mm-hmm. and it's called wait literally healing.
1: Oh, that's I isn't just got that chills. I know isn't I that, that, that beautiful?
0: Yes, and they they have books for both the kids but also for the adults and there's there's this room up there and once a week they do a reading night and a lot of times they'll like they have this little fake um campfire and they turn the lights off and they have this fake time machine that takes them to a new place and celebrities come in and read books and it was hazel's like absolute favorite thing to do and and also like anytime you go to the library you get a free book mm-hmm. and if you sit and you read a book for 20 minutes you get another free book awesome. if you can't leave your room they also have people volunteers going around with carts giving books you could get a free book every day Cute. if you wanted and they also have volunteers that come to your room and read to you and mm-hmm. it's just the most beautiful and wonderful thing and I think it makes kids feel like kids, you know? And so we actually, one year um, at Hazel school, we hosted a big uh, Uh blood drive. We've done that too, but um, (laughs) a book drive. Uh And we were able to get hundreds of books from the school. And it was so cool being able to bring that to the hospital and say, here, these are for all the kids. And it has to be new books. They can't be used. Right. Um, But yeah, I think us being able to organize that is really It's really simple. Yeah. And like I said, you can donate to any of your hospitals or you can send it to us and we'll bring it to the hospital for you. We, mm-hmm. I have a P.O. box. It's a, you can address it to Lauren Hammersley, P.O. box 2001, Simi Valley, California, 93062. I'll post it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd love to bring your books to the hospital yeah. for Childhood Cancer Awareness Month and bring some smiles to some kids' faces. Yep. And we're going to do it on our live video too, mm-hmm. That might come out before this episode. So if you didn't catch our live video, then you get it here. Or this might come out before the live video. Who knows? <laughs> our, our lives are so crazy right now. So, yes. But yeah, yeah, and I think that it'll help us feel like we've done something mm-hmm. too and help us with our, you know, our guilty feelings that we don't need to have, but right. we have anyway. Right, right. Yes. <laughs> Did I did she, like, did Violet enjoy getting books and stuff at the hospital? She loves
1: getting books. Our clinic hands out books too. And a lot oh. of ta- the time they're, um, they don't um have to be just picture books. They can be like the journals yes. or. Yeah,
0: coloring books like yes, you said. Mm-hmm. I
1: think they I believe the um, brand that we're loving right now is called Moodles. Ooh, um, I haven't heard of that. It's like a doodle book, but for different moods. <gasps> So oh my there's one for bravery. There's one for stress. There's one That's for. That's awesome. I f- want one. I know. I ha- I made Penelope do one because she tends to get a lot of feelings. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're so cute. Each page is a different prompt of, um, oh. you know, yesterday Grayson's was fill in the feelings for these
0: little faces.
1: Yeah. And he had to fill in.
0: Oh, I like um, that. You know, smiley. You want to order those friends. today? Yeah. They're great. They're great speaking of books we didn't um do our intro oh, what, right. like what are we reading or what listening are to right you now reading? um so i just finished another novel and it was so good it was called to say nothing of the dog by connie something mm-hmm. ah, i can't i have the book on my nightstand so it was fantastic it's kind of historical fiction uh-huh. like we were talking but it's also science fiction oh, okay. and so It's based on these people who time travel and they one one guy time traveled so much that he had these side effects. They call it time lag. So they sent him back to the Victorian era to have rest and relaxation. And like we do that. Right. I know. (laughs) I was like, this is me. This is like Lauren encapsulated into a novel and he's like floating on the Thames in London like he's on the river and he's got his little boater hat and and it just was it was so so good and so well told and it was all about personal relationships and and like Victorian standards and like how a guy from the 21st century is going to go back and like try to be Victorian and but then there's like this whole mystery element to it because they're also trying to rebuild this church in the 21st century and the lady wants him to find out some information back in the Victorian times oh, about this church Interesting. and so like part of it is this mystery of like trying to find this artifact and right. it was just so good That's it was so neat. good I could not put it down I think I read it in like a few days like I it was so that. good and I remember I was getting to the last chapter and I was getting so sad that I yeah. read through it so fast because I didn't want it to be over yeah But at the same time, it was so good, I couldn't put it down. Yeah. So that was really nice. and It was nice to have a book like that. because I don't feel, I feel like I haven't had a good story to Mm -hmm. get lost in for a long time. And it was invigorating. Yeah. And I just, I would recommend it to anybody. And it hit all those things because I love like, I love Doctor Who. Uh-huh. I love the X-Files. Mm-hmm. So I have like kind of the science fiction-y, time travel right you know, bone in my body. But I also love history and I love Victorian era and I love all this stuff and I love... Um, I love human interactions because yes. it was it was so much character in the that's book too great. and so it just really felt like it was a book written just for me oh that's amazing yeah so I, I think much. you should read it it's okay. really good I have it so I can give it to you it
1: sounds it sounds suspiciously magicianish
0: though <laughs> and you know how I feel about
1: magicians it's, yes it, it's there's no, terrified there okay. is not
0: a single bit okay. of magician Whew. work in it there's okay. like seancey stuff because okay, during the victorian okay, era right. yeah they all were very like spiritists yep yep okay. um and they talk about the ridiculousness that people would you know do trying to have seances and use right. fishing wire to move the <laughs> right. move things but no no okay. magic whatsoever no. okay <laughs> i promise i'm relieved <laughs> <laughs> what about you what have you been reading
1: i well i finished um little fires everywhere mm-hmm. i can't remember the author i know I'm we talked about that one i think on our yes. last episode uh uh-huh. Uh, I loved it it was really good oh good um I have a hard time with modern fiction yeah because I love the historical elements of reading um so I finished that one loved it would recommend it for sure and then I read the book woman of troublesome creek also didn't write down the author <laughs> um But it is so good. It is about the blue people of Kentucky, like back the in the Holler. Yes, they are actually blue. They had a, a condition of it, some a kind involving the blood. Um, that right,
0: where it was like too high in in something white blood cells, so everything it everything turned blue. Turned, I think yes, something like that, right? Yes,
1: yeah. and. Um, In the story, I didn't check if this was historically accurate, but in the story, um, they found a cure, and it was an injection, and and it their skin went completely white. Wow! And their blood went from being chocolate like, brown to normal. Yeah. um So I still need to find out if that is actually because we don't is,
0: see blue people nowadays. Right. So I would assume that that's accurate. Right. I mean, unless there's blue peoples in the mountains of Kentucky that we don't know Supposedly about.
1: Supposedly they're not there anymore.
0: All right. Well, we'll have to look into that. Or if yep. any of our listeners know, send us a message. Yes. Do you know any blue people? I would love to know. Or do you know if it's been cured? Right. I can't believe that's a real thing. I know.
1: I heard about it a few times and i wasn't sure if it was yeah accurate so it was an not. interesting but it is.
0: topic but was the book also well written loved the story line. yeah yes. okay cool it was great maybe I, i'll read that next. i read that in a few days yeah it was excellent oh good yeah. so. oh, i love reading so much i do too i love it oh my yeah. goodness okay so then also grit and giggle yes what about do you want to go first or should i go first I, I mean, know. we kind of talked about a lot of your grit already. We did. We did.
1: <laughs> the one thing that I will tell you about yeah. the the giggle of it all, because I realized that our Asparza clan is really good at finding the giggle.
0: Yes, they are.
1: So we've got this dog, this teeny tiny dog wrapped up in a dog blanket in the, the dead waiting one. room. No, no, oh. he's not dead yet. In the waiting area before yeah. they take him back. And they're asking us all these questions like, how much does he weigh? This and that, like. And Louise is like, "We're not here to solve this mystery. We we're we've yeah. come to terms with it." And she's like, "Yeah, we still need all of this
0: information." And you're like, "Look, we've got like seven dogs and twenty five chickens. Right, like, I don't right. know the weight of every single one. I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> I know. So and like, couldn't
1: they just weigh him? I mean, come on, yeah. they weigh him anyway. So anyway, <laughs> we've got Jacko, and he's actually quite." scared at this point yeah, and he's boy. hurting so we're trying to keep him comfortable where uh it's probably 9 30 at night at this point get finally get into the exam no no i'm sorry my that okay I'm, days going are mixed back. Up. I'm going back yeah no uh, before we got into the exam room we're waiting in the waiting room and um have you ever seen the movie old school yes will ferrell yes and remember how he um has blue Yes. the old man come to his fraternity Uh huh. so we're sitting in the waiting room and we're just trying not to die essentially because there's children weeping and the, the mm-hmm. dog it is all overwhelming and the song comes on um, Dust in the Wind oh yes mm-hmm. yes it oh, does God. it comes on the radio and so for years and years and years and years that that was the song that Will Ferrell played yes. and sang yes. at Blue's funeral. funeral. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and then at the end, he goes, I love you, Blue. Yeah. So that's been Luis and I's thing forever. Like, to say, I love you, Blue. I love you, Blue. Like, you know, yeah. when something terribly serious is happening that we need to lighten the lighten mood. Lighten the mood, yeah. Yes. So so this that happened So song is playing and Luis looks at me and I'm like, don't do it. Don't. Don't do it. Don't. Nope. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> and he's like, I can't, I can't and he just starts like laugh, crying yeah. and does the
0: I love you blue. I'm like, Oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> We're terrible humans. No, like no, you're not, because oh. that that it is it is kind of the thing you gotta do. It's like you life is get, life yeah. like is defined by struggle. Right. Like that is it. Life is struggle. And unless you find the giggle in it, like, you'll never, ever survive. Yeah, it's true. And, but sometimes it might be inappropriate times. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you're terrible humans. And I love that. (laughs) I love you, Blue. I love you, Blue. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. So that was your grit and giggle. Dust in the wind. Yeah. Wow. That that was, that was that. (laughs) Uh Yeah, so Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, grits and giggles. Well, the grit has been... I didn't get to really share this openly. We talked about it on one of our live videos that yeah. there's been some some medical stuff going on in my family, but now I can speak about it openly. Um, my mom was diagnosed with lung cancer mm-hmm. in the recent months, and it's been a it's been a struggle for our whole yeah. family, and it's been yeah. such a trigger. Considering we're only a year and a half out from losing Hazel, mm-hmm. um, but on the flip side we were very lucky because we caught it early Mm -hmm. and it did not spread anywhere and it only required surgery and it and she doesn't have to do any treatment as of yet like Mm -hmm. unless it comes back or if she gets some pathology back that indicates there's a genetic issue Uh it just it should just require surgery Uh, but it's just been very overwhelming and the surgery itself she had last week is brutal. Yeah. Um, what they do is called a lobectomy and they take out the entire bottom lobe of your mm. lung where her tumor was. Uh-huh. You have three lobes on your right lung and two on your left. So on her right lung, thankfully that's where it was. They took yeah. out the bottom right lobe. Uh-huh. And I guess the surgeon was saying out of all the surgeries he does, it's the most painful to recover uh-huh. from because every time you breathe yes. it hurts and burns uh-huh. and and seeing her in the ICU was just really really hard. Yeah. Um I went the first day to see her because I needed to make sure she was okay. I was mm-hmm. very worried about the surgery because she's, you know, her body is older and I was worried that the strength might not hold up, but she has such a high tolerance for pain and she's yeah. such a a workhorse that I knew that like recovery she would do well. I was just I was just very scared. It's my yeah. mom. Yeah. And I've already faced so many surgeries with Hazel and Yeah. but I needed to see her. And then I went home that day and I fell apart. Yeah. And my mom knows. We talked about it. And and everybody wanted to keep her company that week mm-hmm. she was in the hospital. And I was going to go over one day. And I just knew that I couldn't. Yeah. And being a pathological accommodator mm-hmm. and somebody who wants to take care of everybody and feels guilty if I'm not there I was like I don't care how I feel I'm going to push through and be there for her but all of my therapy was telling me otherwise and saying you have to know what your boundaries are and that it's okay if you can't be there and so I facetimed her Mm -hmm. because I wanted to see her face and I just was really honest and I said mom I love you so much and I want to be there and I want to be there so badly that I will because I don't want to hurt your feelings I don't want to make you feel like you're alone and and I was like, but I just know when I was in that room, all the machines, especially yes. dealing with the breathing, because yes. that's how Hazel, yes. that's how Hazel left. Right. Um, Watching the oxygen and the, the yes. respirations, it was just too much. Mm-hmm. And I just was really honest with her. And she was so understanding and so thankful that I had the courage to be that honest yes. with her. And she was like, I totally understand. Like, come and see me when I get home. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. And I I was so afraid that I was going to hurt her. Yeah. But, in fact, my honesty, like, built this moment uh-huh. in our relationship that we haven't had in a long time. Because yeah. I've just been so afraid to burden people, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially my mom. Because, because, like, she's watching her daughter in pain and she also lost her granddaughter. So, I don't want to, like, add to right. it, you know? So, right. um it was really good and but it was it's just been it's been hard and yeah. it's just triggered so much dang it you're supposed to turn I off know. your phone school <laughs> principle great oh man okay mm-hmm, well i'll safe. wrap this up oh, um sorry but it's just been very triggering and it's made me really miss hazel so yeah. much and it's made me remember all those last moments and while there were so many beautiful moments there was also a lot of really hard moments and yeah and knowing her lungs were just consumed and that she couldn't breathe and that's why she's gone like uh, I don't know it's just been really really hard yeah. since all of this and and I'm trying to push through and but like there are days where I I crumble I crumble yeah. but I think the kids being back in school has been so helpful yeah because now Zoe's in school all day too right. and I have the hours in the day, like this is the first time in my motherhood where I have felt like I haven't had to sacrifice work right to rest or sacrifice rest to work I've been able to have both Mm -hmm. most days and that is like life-changing yeah and it's been able to allow me to process a lot more Mm -hmm. and also like I'm seeing that I'm capable of a lot more than I was last year like I'm making more dinners and I'm cleaning up the house and I'm staying more organized laundry's still not working out but will never be I know but yeah. I think that's been the the kind of not giggle but like the silver lining is yeah. them being back in school because this summer was hard we yeah. talked about in our yeah. last episode or last live or whatever it was but them being in school has allowed me just kind of the space to breathe and the space to get things done that I want to get done but also get the things done that I need to get yeah. done but also be okay on the days where I don't get the things done mm-hmm. that I can just lay down and and cry and be okay with it because I do have tomorrow while they're in school right. but when they're home it's like oh if I don't get it done now it's never gonna get it done yeah. so anyway it's been a weird <laughs> a weird couple of months um yeah. we found out that she had this cancer right before our big ever after ball. Mm -hmm. That was also very triggering because our very first ever after ball, our childhood cancer fundraiser, Hazel relapsed two weeks before it. And so it just felt all too familiar. Um, but she was feeling good. She had no symptoms. My mom had no symptoms at all. And again, yeah. it was one tumor. They found it on a, a scan for something else. So thank God they found it. Right. Um, so she was able to be at the ball and because she's the co-chair. She's,
1: yeah, she's been working like crazy yeah. for this. And
0: she looked amazing. And oh. the ball itself, I think also that was such a bright light for all of us because it went so well. It was so beautiful. It was yeah. in a new location. So we were really nervous. But it just went really well. And we raised over $50,000 for childhood cancer research. And I I just felt very thankful that we were able to keep doing that. And yeah. And So, I mean, as hard as this last couple months have been, there's also been beauty, you yeah. know, and there's also been joy. And, and also the kids being in school, that's also been really great, especially Zoe. They, she comes out so happy every day. Oh, okay. And I do this thing when they come in my car after school. I ask them, what was the worst part of your day and the best part uh-huh. of your day? And now Zoe comes in, she gets in her car seat, and then she goes, okay, the worst part of my day was this, and the best part, I don't even have to ask her anymore. Yeah. And then sometimes she goes, the best part of my day was that there was no worst part of my day. Oh, how sweet. And I was <gasps> like, oh my gosh, oh. I want to do that. I want to yeah. say that. I want to go, today the, the best part of my day was that there was no worst part of my yes. day. Like how wonderful. That's amazing. What a perspective. Yeah. That this five-year-old, like she's so she reminds me a lot of hazel in that way like she's got this way about her that she's got really great perspective she's very wise she's so smart she's already like reading and she's only been in school since the end of august like she's just you know she's remarkable yeah and i just love that she comes in and and I, the first day of school, she came in the car and I was like, so how, would you like it? She goes, yeah. I loved it. Okay. And with her arms out, you know, like yeah. you can't see me on uh, those of you who are listening, but she just threw her arms out. Oh, I loved cute. it. And like that stuff warms my heart. And I it's, it's so, that. it's so nice. I mean, it's bittersweet because Hazel isn't here, but right. I'm trying to live in that moment. I'm trying to live in that joy. And I think I'm doing a better job than I did last year. So yes. that's progress.
1: And I know that you feel guilty on the off days a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. But Lauren, you put together a freaking ball.
0: <laughs> you did.
1: Yeah. You yeah. raised a huge amount of money. For yeah, but all that these that had families. a whole
0: team of people, so I right, felt very but lucky. Right, you
1: worked really hard yeah. on that. That is that's yeah. huge. Thank you. Thank you. And you're you have a show and yeah. you're doing all these amazing things so yeah that show's been really cool of you. if
0: you guys want to watch it's hope with lauren kelly yes. on all access broadcasting you can find it on facebook youtube all the things yes um i've really been enjoying that which i gotta get you on i know you're, we have to do that i know so yeah. now that things are maybe settling yeah. down at home yep. <laughs> you can come out and do it yeah. i i record a bunch on monday i'm gonna try to do like three or four episodes on one day so then i don't have to go back for a while yeah just down in hollywood and yeah you know it's a big drive for me but yeah i'm trying i'm trying and you're
1: doing it you really are (laughs)
0: yeah i don't know why i'm so hard on myself but i know anyway but those are Uh, those are my things yes but oh this feels so good it's so good to have you back
1: Uh, And I said I was like, let's do a twenty-minute episode. Yeah, Uh, Uh and here we are, (laughs) fifty-eight minutes. I told you
0: that wasn't gonna happen. You're
1: always right. I know. I'm
0: (laughs) always right. You should just trust me. (laughs) Oh, Oh, and we're due to go live right now, so we need to. We need to. Yeah, we need to go. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I love you. I love you too. Bye. Bye.